0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to the save the kids podcast it's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world we bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in at the end of the day we're all here for one reason to help save some kids i'm your host nate webb let's get to it what's up everybody and welcome back to the save the kids podcast it's your host nate webb live in studio salt lake city area and guys first in, i just want to check in with everybody how the heck are all y'all doing the school year it's just about halfway done actually more than that third quarter is ending soon so we're three quarters of the way done we only have a couple months left of school guys it has been one heck of a school year for us our community i'll be honest our community has gone through a lot of loss this year Um, In the fall, one of our assistant principals at a middle school died by suicide. And then a couple months later, a recent graduate who graduated last year, she was driving to a local community college. She died in a car accident. And then a couple months after that, no, a couple weeks after that, um, a teacher's spouse um, died in a freak car collision. A car went off the road and went into a business and it killed her. She was the receptionist that pinned her um, on the counter. And then shortly after that, we had an eight-year-old who fell off a slide at recess and passed away from the injuries that they had on that. And then just recently, we had a 16-year-old high school student died in a freak water accident on the lake. Uh, he was on the lake, on the ice, and he fell in. And he he was not able to survive. And so none of these were suicides. None of these were crazy, like like – Like, crazy mental health stuff. It was just crazy freak accidents. So it's been a little rough. But let me tell you what. Social media has not been making this easier at all on our kids. Um, I still talk to dozens of kids a week who struggle with things because of social social media. We're talking about self-esteem. We're talking about self-worth. I've talked to a few kids that actually have dealt with sextortion issues this year. Um, I've had to talk to dozens of parents in my office about smartphones, dangers of the internet. It's not been making it easier. But that's not what I want to talk about today. Today, I want to talk about something that a parent brought to my attention and then a couple people on the Save the Kids team also brought it up. And I'm like, you know what? We should do a podcast episode on this. Actually, <laughs> Nick, our, our one of the other speakers, he said, we should do a podcast episode on this. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, We should. Um, so the question that I got from a parent a while ago, they said, what is the conversation going to look like when our kids are ready to have smartphones? Like what kind of training wheels can we give them? How can we prepare them for that? Because eventually someday they're going to have a smartphone. Eventually someday they're going to leave your house and eventually someday they're going to have that in their pocket. So how can we prepare them for that? How can we get them to that point where they have that device while they're with us? so that we can help them and give them those training wheels? And I'm like, you know what? That is a valid question. You know, we talk all the time about delay, 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 but eventually they're going to grow up and they're going to have a smartphone of their own. So what is that conversation going to look like? Um, And how can we prepare for that moment, that moment that none of us are looking forward to? Um, Well... Oh my gosh there we go um my my mouse wasn't working um so uh, so first off i want to say this is a conversation that starts long before they get a smartphone this is a conversation that starts when they are five or six and this is a conversation that starts when we start talking about sex and pornography the age-old discussion right good pictures and bad pictures Bottom line is that kids need to know what pornography is. They need to know what to do when they see it. And there's actually a great book about it called Great Pictures, Bad Pictures. They don't pay me to say that. It's amazing. It's on Amazon. It teaches you how to talk about pornography with little kids. Um, and, and, and honestly, it starts that young because so many kids, the very first exposure they have to sex is pornography. And so they think that pornography is a safe sexual relationship, which all of us know it is not. And so, but that's a whole nother podcast episode on its own. Let's pretend we've been having the tough conversations over the years. Let's say we've been talking about sex. We've been talking about pornography. We've been talking about online predators. We've been having those conversations for years and our teen is towards the end of high school and we think they're ready for a smartphone. How can we train them for that and what kind of training wheels can we give them to help guide them until they're ready to have a full-fledged smartphone? Well, the thing is their training happens as soon as you give them tech of any kind because that, um, that thing makes smartphones so dangerous is their addictive nature, the content and the content that they can access at a young age. And so when you first give them a phone or tablet, that is when their relationship with technology begins. So the question is, at what age should I, la la la, words. So the question is, at what age should I give what to my kids to prepare them for an eventual smartphone integration? Um, in the world of psychology, we call this steps of approximation, where you have a basic building block and then you build upon that while keeping the basic building blocks in place, with things become more and more complex. Uh, we did it with rats, when we would train them to do a complex behavior. We would build an apparatus, like a stair and a ball or something, and we want to train them to go up the stairs and touch the ball. And so at first we would reward them for just staying going up one step and then we would only reward them if they went up two steps and then only reward them if they went all the way up the steps and then all the way up the steps plus the ball and so we wouldn't reward them for going back but we would only move forward using all the progressive and so similarly we have to use steps of approximation when we are training our kids to have a relationship with technology we're not giving giving them the full-blown thing first off and so from zero to six years old No personal devices. Kids really shouldn't have anything but TV time here or there um, at a super young age. If, if there is a tablet, it is only for like the emergency mom needs sleep. We need to watch some shows, but not recommended for playing games. And even then you really got to be careful on how much time you have on them. Uh, Me and my wife, we really try to limit our kids to 30 to 60 minutes of TV time every single day. We don't have tablets or anything like that. Um, it's not perfect. I'll tell you right there. There are some days where we are sick and some days where we are exhausted, where Daniel Tiger and Bluey do more parenting than we do. We have our bad days too. But as long as we are semi-consistent over time, you know, those few days are okay. Now, the reason it is important... And that I said they shouldn't have their personal device, not all screens are created equal. A TV is a lot less dangerous to a kid and their development than an interactive screen is. Um, the reason being, it kind of steals their imagination. You know, they get flooded with endorphins and dopamine and they get addicted to that. And so zero to six, they don't need a relationship with technology. They need a relationship with life. Now, six years old... This is when we, it's, it's kind of an arbitrary number. The reason we say six is because that's when we start to enter into the school age years, the grade school years. You know, first grade is usually about six years old. And that's when kids start doing more activities and they need a way to call mom or dad to come pick them up for practice or from my friend's house or whatever it might be. So it can be beneficial for them to get a phone, a phone, a phone not 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 a superpower computer a communication device aka just get them a dumb phone gab wireless is fantastic i am always a champion of them save the kids is one of the most exclusive gab wireless champions out there we love gab wireless because it's a dumb phone Kids cannot have access to predators and vice versa. It is just as dumb as a flip phone. You send messages and you call people and you can control who they can call and who they can text, a.k.a. you, mom, dad, guardian, whoever it might be. Now, um it 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 it's it's going to help them get used to the notifications essentially that's what the 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 first piece of technology is is to help them start that relationship like oh look ooh there's a buzzing in my pocket get acclimated and not addicted to that feeling so that they can recognize okay that feeling that is just my mom calling or that is just a message with information on it This isn't something that I want 24-7. This is a notification, not a drug. Um, And so that first phone, that first dumb phone is going to help them get used to that buzzing in their pocket and not be super distracted by everything. Um, It's also going to help them learn how to treat it as a tool and not as a toy. It can give you the opportunity to talk about tech in the home and what we do and don't use tech for. Now, this is a really good time to create tech boundaries in the home. When they get their first dumb phone, that is the perfect time to create tech boundaries. Simple guidelines that serve as a baseline for all tech use with the whole family, parents included, in mind. Now, each family and child is going to be different, right? But there are a few basic guidelines that are appropriate for 90% of all households. Number one, devices are never in the bedroom. Um, ever 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 because it interrupts with their sleep that is the biggest thing as we get older then they get exposed to other harmful things but for young kids screens and stuff in the bedroom that is what is being disrupted their sleep and sleep is one of the most underrated things that help protect our kids from serious mental health issues and so they need their sleep kids need actually about eight to ten hours of sleep that's being generous okay twelve hours would be cool Eight to ten hours of sleep is what they need. A lot of kids who have screens, they end up not going to bed literally until midnight to two a.m. So some of these kids, they're only getting five to six hours of sleep. At the best, some of them are only getting two to four hours of sleep, and so they they, they aren't getting rested. They're waking up more drained than what they went to bed with, and we're trying to we're trying to to live off of that. No, 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 no. So no devices ever on the bedroom. Um, Number two, devices have a bedtime. So does the Wi-Fi. Um, Now, this is more for when the kids get, you know, get Wi-Fi enabled devices. But there should be a time after a certain time that kids aren't. The devices are they they get to go into their charging port. Devices have to go to bedtime. And then um, as they get older, things like parents going through the phone number they want, parents get the passwords to everything, device free zones in the home, stuff like that. Um, But when they get that first dumb phone. That is when you guys need to sit down and have a chit-chat as a family. What do we use technology for? What is this what what is the purpose of this tool that we are letting you use? Something that my friends at Protect Young Eyes often say is: technology is a we thing, not a me thing. And so when you give your kids that first phone, that gab phone or the flip phone, it's it's a we thing. It's not It's not Billy Bob's, it's Billy Bob and Dad's, or Billy Bob and Mom's, or it's Mom and Dad's, and they're letting Billy Bob use it. Um, But talk with them when they first get that, because that's their first, that's their first exposure to technology and the relationship they have with it. Next off, okay, so, so let's say 6 to 12, we're good. Okay, they've had that dumb phone. 12 to 16, That's when we start getting into them teen years. We start introducing them to more responsibility as they demonstrate that they can use a phone responsibly. Phone companies like Trumi and Pinwheel and Bark, they all have phones that you can incrementally add things onto the phone, like giving them more freedom of who they can call and text, having group messages, sending or receiving messages with images, music streaming, etc. Um, this is the time when some kids will be wanting a social media account of some kind. Many, many clubs in high school, um, they give announcements and whatnot and do you know give information bursts on Instagram is how they get the information out. And so this is a great opportunity to give them monitored access to these platforms, but only when they're ready okay your twelve year old is not ready for Instagram guarantee you one hundred and twenty five percent your twelve year old might be ready to talk to to talk to people you don't know on the phone like friends that you might not know from school but even then like they need to demonstrate they have a good relationship with that phone and they know how to use it safely now all this time you know six to six to twelve twelve to sixteen we're still having those talks. We're still talking about pornography. We're still talking about online predators and what to do when we talk to them and what, well, what we do when we run into them. When they try and talk to us, we do not talk to them on purpose. Um, and so we're doing this this whole time. We're, having, we're continuing with those base blocks, right, of having those conversations this whole time. Anyway, so once they get to high school... That's when they're probably going to start asking for social media, which is reasonable because that's when a lot of their friends are on. That's also when their clubs are giving announcements on social media. Okay. The way to do that is by creating them an account on your phone. The account lives on your phone. On Instagram, you can have multiple profiles on one account. And so you can have your kid's profile account just integrated with your account. So if they want to, you know, if they want to get online and be on Instagram or whatever platform it might be, if they want to get on and catch up with people or if they want to get on and look at announcements, sweet. They're not alone. You're right there because you have access. You, they have to access it on your phone. And so it allows them to have a little bit of autonomy in learning about the digital world with supervision with those training wheels without just being all right here's a phone to the wolves do your best try not to get in trouble instead of that it's okay you can here here's an Instagram account I'm sitting on the couch next to you so that if you run into something that is going to be harmful to you I can be there to help protect you and show you what to do when it happens um, it also it also gives you a chance to help them practice good time boundaries when they're on social media because you're right there to take your phone away and so you guys can set a timer for 15 minutes or whatever predetermined time that you have come up with and then at the end of that you get your phone back if they put up a fight well too bad it's my phone and they are gonna have to face some consequences and, and, and la 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 and so it's a good way again to to help them get some responsibility you know and when they're in this phase, when they have these phones, true me, Pinwheel, Bark, these phones, like I said before... Um, it, you can add things onto the phone as time goes on. Every kid is going to be different. I have a friend. He's like my 12 year old, no way on earth. I'm giving him social media anytime soon. I have another friend that's like, dude, my 14 year old, they are more mature than I am. And so it depends kid to kid. But I would say I would not give a full fledged smartphone to anyone under the age of 16, hundred percent. No. Um, now 16 plus, this is about the age your kids are maybe, maybe going to start being ready for a smartphone of some sort. I say 16 plus because that's about their junior year of high school. And so I would like to think our last two years of high school, we want to be using the device that they're going to be using once they leave high school, but in a safe manner so that they are not in danger while they're using the device. And so because you've been prepping them for the last 10 years, you've been having discussions about pornography, online predators, sex, the dangers of social media. You've also been practicing and modeling healthy technology relationships with steps of approximation, increasing their tech in their life over the last 10 years. Because you've been doing that, they recognize... When things are not good, they recognize the pornography, they recognize the predators, but that does not mean your job is done. Even after all that, and you have given them a smartphone, the job is not done. Because especially if you have given them a smartphone then A, random and frequent phone checks where you go through whatever you want on their phone are necessary. You have the passwords to everything and you get the right to look at everything on that phone. Now, if you're like, well, I want to build a relationship of trust with my kid and I feel like going through their phone will unnecessarily create create create, create a, 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 a drive a wedge in our relationship and I feel like that we I don't want that okay well if you want to create trust in your relationship have them check your phone when you check their phone so that they know technology is not a me thing like my friends that protect young eyes say it's a we thing and then frequent conversations about what they do if they come across scary situations You still need to talk about those things, even though you've been talking about it for the last 10 years, continue to talk about it, especially because now you have given them the device that they can have access to those scary situations. And then continuing to maintain those tech boundaries during this period will be extremely important. The reason we started implementing the boundaries at age six is so that it would be second nature and habit. When they get to 16 plus, um, at, at the end of the day, tech is a team effort, not an individual burden. You're going to have to navigate the tech with your kids. And that, let's be honest here. If it feels daunting, it's because it is, it is scary. Um, but that's okay. Delay is the way. If you are not sure if you should give your kid a smartphone Hold off a bit and reevaluate is appropriate for them at this time. The odds are they are not ready for this supercomputer in their pocket. Now, let's say you've had a late start. Let's say you, let's say actually you've been doing fantastic. Let's say you have a 14-year-old who has no cell phone at all, but they're getting closer to that age where they're going to leave the house. They're going to have a cell phone of some sort it's okay to introduce them to a gab phone and then a couple years later a pinwheel and then teaching them how to use that technology in a good way because let's be honest guys technology is not going anywhere but if we can teach our kids how to use it as a tool and not a toy and how to use it and own it instead of being owned by it that is how that is how we can help protect them from all this um because let's, let, let's be honest here, none of us want our kids to be addicted to stuff. None of us want our kids to be miserable. And it's hard because that's what ends up happening when they have the smartphone. Initially, we all got smartphones and stuff because we wanted a way to communicate with each other. And then they got all these fun little perks and it became a supercomputer and it's a fantastic tool, but it also came with a lot of added dangers to children. And so at the end of the day, we need to do what's best for our kids. And so I'm just going to repeat some of these steps of approximation for you as we we wrap up this podcast episode. So first thing that we can do to help put training wheels on our kids, getting them ready for a full-fledged smartphone, is beginning difficult conversations at a young age. Zero to six years old, we're talking about pornography, we're talking about sex, we're talking about the tough conversations. Zero to six years old, no devices except for a TV so that they can live life. Now six years old, they start to go into grade school. The grade school years, six to 12 years old, that's when they need something to communicate with mom and dad so they get a dumb phone, not a smartphone, so they can get used to that vibration in their pocket, the notifications that might come in here or there. It helps them get used to it and it helps them learn how to treat it as a tool. This is also when we start introducing tech boundaries of the home. There's gonna be some ground rules you'll have to set with your kid, starting at the young age of six so that it becomes second nature down the road. 12 to 16, we get to the teen years and we need to introduce them to more responsibility as they demonstrate that they can do more things on a phone in a responsible way. That's when you can start getting them a pinwheel or a true Me or a bark phone. And you can incrementally add things onto the phone like texting and group messages and calling and texting different people besides mom and dad, music streaming, the list goes on. And at this time also, 12 to 16, they might want a social media account. If you do that, it is on your phone. So you can be there and help monitor and supervise. 16 plus, this is when we can give them maybe a smartphone. But only under supervision, still talking about the difficult conversations. Frequent phone checks still, especially because they have a smartphone at this time. Um, Because we need to continue to... um, maintain those healthy tech boundaries that you implemented when they were six. Now that they're older, it should be a na- second nature and habit for them. But the added responsibility and the added the added opportunity on that smartphone, whoo, it can be tempting. So keep on maintaining those healthy tech boundaries and the freak conversations. And there we go. At the end of the day, like my friends at Protect Young Eyes say, technology is a we thing not a me thing um thank you guys so much this has actually been really fun you know i did a little bit of research for this episode um and most episodes where i'm talking to my guests i get to research my guests and it was really fun to do research of my own this time so i could tell you guys more And this is actually what I tell a lot of people when I speak in schools when they ask me what's, you know, what's appropriate for what age and whatnot. And so for you guys listening, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode of the Save the Kids podcast. We really appreciate each and every single one of you guys. If you want us to come to your church, school, event, whatever it might be, please hit us up. Um, we're on all the socials. You can, are, that'll be in the podcast description. Save the kids, Inc. I'm Nate Webb with bullies be gone. Um, uh, bullies be dot gone. <laughs> and then it, we also have a speaker form in the link. So if you want us to come fill out that speaker form so we can get that conversation started. It's all about starting conversations, my friends, whether it be talking about pornography or whether it be talking about raising up their academics. Communication is the way to your child's heart, but most of all, it's through their ears as you listen. So please listen to your kids and communicate with them. Um, Always remember you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hunk, and we'll see you on the next one.